how have I been watching this for an hour? Excuse me, this is not okay. But you're like, it's just, it's just kind of, it's you know, it's a chill, relaxing game. So. Welcome back to Bread and Butter, everybody, where we're serving up the basics for Hearthstone improvement on episode 53. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Tito. Tito, how are you doing today? Fantastic, Doc. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. And we have a special returning guest, Pocky. Pocky, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. It's It's been a little bit, but I'm I'm happy to be back and uh, happy to happy to talk about some Hearthstone with you guys. Heck yeah, we're glad to have you. Thanks for being back. So, uh... In Hearthstone recently, what have you been up to? I I have been back to BGs. I actually took a little bit of a break at the end of the anomaly meta with uh, Battlegrounds because I they were fun and and I really really loved the concept of anomalies. Uh, like when they were announced, I was so excited. I thought you know okay this is kind of like um tavern brawl for Battlegrounds right everything's gonna be like changed up and and it was changed up but uh it, it wasn't as fun as i thought it would be but um now that spells are here and anomalies are gone i've been back to bgs and having a lot of fun now you don't play standard do you not 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 anymore i used to that like that's um you know i, I played standard up until battlegrounds was released and then i still played it afterwards but slowly it just sort of faded as i played you know spent more and more time in battlegrounds and and you know i guess it you know it's worth talking about i have thought about getting back into it because they have all those ketchup packs and i have like 500 packs like sitting in my account so it's, it's not like i have a shortage of packs to get back into it but um at least for now battlegrounds is just too fun for me to you know i open up the client and that battlegrounds is right there and i, I just i gotta click it well, that sounds that that sounds like a great thing to do once you hit that kind. Of, wait, last iteration you quit on anomalies for a while, took a break. Maybe the next time when you feel like you need to take a break from the current meta, just have the pocky play standard and and, and make it a thing. Perhaps, perhaps maybe that's the the next the next one. But hopefully, hopefully spells aren't going to go that way, you know, and uh, they'll they'll keep our interest. Uh, for the whole meta, I know you know I'm not the only streamer that sort of, you know, especially with battlegrounds and and standard, you know, is the same where where that meta kind of can you know sometimes you have the good metas that 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 have some staying power and then other times you have ones that that kind of age a little bit faster. How about yourself, Doc? What have you been up to in Hearthstone? Uh, yeah, I've just been I've played a couple games of standard and I've played a few BGs. I've just had uh. Some stuff going on recently, so my Hearthstone time has been uh, relatively small. Um, so I haven't done a whole lot, but I really like spells. I got to play Doc Holiday, and my first game is Doc Holiday. I got first place, so that was fun. Um, Doc playing the Doc? Yes, you know it. Docception. Uh, yeah, BGs are fun. Uh, Pocky, sorry, Tito. I will ask you what you've been doing, but I have a question for Pocky. Um, so I know you went to TwitchCon. Did you end up going to BlizzCon? I didn't make it to BlizzCon. Um, they're kind of close and, and, um, you know, time frame. it, it yeah. could be, it could be expensive. So, um, you know, I didn't get the invite to try out the new duos. I didn't get to try duos. 
but it looks it looks interesting. It would have been really really fun, and all the people were there. But it was great going to to TwitchCon too. Um, there was a ton of uh, Hearthstone and Battlegrounds people there. Some that I'd met before. Oh, a lot that I hadn't, and it was really fun to connect with everyone and and you know also meet up with people that um you know are kind of outside the the Hearthstone community that are on Twitch and stuff. So it it was really fun. Um, some of the European crew even came over, so got to meet up with like XD and and Pocket Train, and then that's pretty cool. You know, some of the other standard standard players like McBanterface. You know, I was helping. We were showed them how to play craps and stuff. Like it was it was a blast. <laughs> it really was. Heck yeah! So Tito, what have you been doing inside Hearthstone? I've been doing standard. I've been playing, I'm, I'm trying to hit the legend. I've been playing a lot of fun decks, which has been uh, counterproductive to necessarily finishing the climb. But we we play a little Funky Hunter, which is a lot of fun. It's with the buzzards and you get the, um, what's what's the minion? The um, the one that grows all your minions if you play a minion bigger than that. Um, that's a lot of fun. You can play the, the Sneaky Snakes. You play that. You play some of your four ones and you play the buzzards. It's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a little unorthodox. Um, outside of that, I've been playing a lot of earthen paladin. I said that yes, earthen paladin, and it's actually pretty good. It's not really earthen paladin. It's kind of, you're not going all in on the earthens, but it's a lot of reload there. And it's a lot of stabilization by having these minions that just keep regenerating, but it's probably in the best place it's ever been. And I'm having a lot of fun with that. So, so we'll get there. Uh, this week in THL, I lost to some no-name um, person. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Uh, their, their, their name's Donkey. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard <laughs> of him. Um, he, say, he says he's been top 16 Masters Tour. I don't know. But the cool thing about that matchup was um, once we were done, he, 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 I, played real, I played okay. I was in every matchup. Um, and afterwards we reviewed the games together and that was an awesome experience because not only he, he has a great Hearthstone mind, but also to kind of like take the opportunity with the person you just played that has their mindset of what happened in their game and to go through it at the same time. That's kind of like a different level than just reviewing your replays with something else. So that was just, that was just really awesome. So donkey, if you're actually listening, um, I appreciate it. That was amazing. Um, but Pocky. What have you been doing outside of the game of Hearthstone? Uh, streaming, you know, I've been, been, you know, it's the holiday season, so been been meeting up with family and stuff, been, um, you know, playing some other games and stuff as well, uh, which has been fun. Like I said, taking the break from Battlegrounds was a, a nice refresher. Um, let's see, uh, you know basketball I'm, I'm a big basketball fan so i've been watching the nba uh my team the minnesota timberwolves are doing well they're on the top of the standings they're the best team in the the league by record right now so i've been having a lot of fun uh following fun the basketball season and um and stuff this year football less less positive things about my team so we'll just stay away from that um but um yeah yeah what have you thought? What are your thoughts on the in-season tournament? Uh, I, I'm a big fan. Um, before the the format was announced, I was, I was not a hater, but I was skeptical that it would be that it would be good. But um, with the way that it 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 sort of you know they they broke it out into the normal season, 
Um, I know people didn't like the courts, uh, but I thought they, you know, they were they were a nice way to distinguish, even though some of them some of them absolutely were <laughs> eyesores. Um, but I think it was really fun, and then I, you know, I watched the the full, you know, final championship game last night, and uh, that was super fun. Um, you know, I, I, there's going to be all the conspiracy theorists saying, oh, it's rigged for the Lakers and LeBron or whatever. But, I mean, LeBron, at this point, I mean, he's just amazing. And I think it is good for the league that, that you know, he wins the first MVP because, you know, kind of puts some legitimacy on that award. And people are going to be like, oh, I, you know, I want to – LeBron went for it. I want to win it, you know. So um, it, it, I think it's cool, and I'm excited to see how, how it kind of, you know, stacks up in the years to come, right, where, where it sort of builds out a history. I mean, Anthony Davis probably should have won the MVP, but I get why they gave it to LeBron. Uh, <laughs> and and the, the the courts look, I, I don't care about how the courts look. I just hope that they take this year and, and fix them because I know that a lot of the players were complaining about how slippery they were. And um, I was a big yeah. fan of the tournament too. They just need to fix the, the tiebreaker or whatever because the point differential yeah, the... <laughs> made it really awkward. Oh, I I mean, trust me, I know, right? I, like I said, I'm a Wolves fan. We... we won three out of the four games, you know, did well, didn't even make it to the finals. We did benefit because our scheduled matchups, because we didn't make it, were Memphis and San Antonio. So that's fantastic. But, you know, that's a win in and of itself. But, you know, it was looking really good for us to be there. And then, uh, yeah, the point differential, it, it was a bit weird. Um, yeah, the, but, the Celtics had to win. They had to blow out a team. They had, the, I think it was the Bulls. Uh, they had to blow them out by like 30 something. And so, you you know, they're keeping their starters in, in a game that's just out of hand. It, it just felt kind of awkward, but uh, I'm, I'm a fan too. I'm looking forward to it. Um, how much now I probably shouldn't ask this, but how much did it hurt to watch Kevin Garnett have success in Boston? None, none actually. Um, nice. I think the, the, the KG trade, so I've been a fan for, for a long time. I, started following in like two, 2000, 2001. Like, so like I got to experience the, the glory days of, of KG and the wolves when, when we were good, which is why people are kind of like, like, why are you a wolf saying? I'm like, you don't understand. We used to be great. We used to, we used to be something. Um, <laughs> but I mean, KG is such a, a cool player because he's really like the epitome of loyalty and our team was not good. And we had to convince him that like a trade was best for him, you know, and eventually he did, you know, he like, but he like initially he did not want to be traded. Like he right. had the no trade clause. We had like, we had to convince him like, Hey, like look at this, you know what you could go do in Boston and, and seeing him have that success that, that, you know, we weren't able to get to here. Um, was good. He came back. I went to his homecoming game when he came back, you know, after, after his stint in Brooklyn as well. And, you know, it's kind of cool. He, you know, he got to mentor Carl Anthony Towns, who's still on the the team. So, um, I think the, the biggest, the biggest thing, um, with KG that, that I, I regret is I just wish they'd retire his number, but he has some, uh, issues with the current ownership, but that's, I mean, then that should be hopefully done soon. And, and then we can retire his number because like, you know, he's just an all time great in the game of basketball, let alone, you know, obviously for the wolves. Yeah. And that, um, <laughs> that needs to happen. And one last thing is when the, when the expansion teams came out, 
it was, I believe, the Timberwolves, the Heat, uh, whatever the Pelicans are now. They were something else. And there was one other team. I, I picked, um, was it the Orlando Magic? I picked, uh, the, the t- yeah. I picked the Minnesota Timberwolves to be the team to root for. And they were horrible when you guys first started out. Like, other teams got better a lot faster. <laughs> and Timberwolves were like 12 and 80. And I had like the hat and everything. But I, I, I'm a Celtic fan, so I had a real team to root for. But that was the team that I was rooting for secondarily. And they just took a while to get there. But Doc, I think we probably need to end NBA talk. I mean, if there's still people listening, <laughs> what have you been doing outside of the game of Hearthstone? Um, yeah. So I've been playing a lot of Commander for Magic Gathering. I uh, played a lot of games with Matt at Arms and a couple other people from the Squelch Discord. Um, I watched The Boy and the Heron yesterday. Uh, which is the new Ooh, Studio Ghibli that? movie. It it was incredible. I mean, like a lot of Studio Ghibli movies, there's a lot of abstract storytelling, right? And so it was really good. It was really sad. Like the overall story was really sad, but the theming of like what the movie was supposed to make you feel and understand was really impactful because um, it's a story about loss and how life can be unfair, but also you have the power to make your life better if you want to. Um, so that was really cool. And in my point of view, it kind of confirms or can confirm that all the studio Ghibli movies are like within them, like within each other in like a kind of a multiverse, not really sort of way, just because of what happens plot wise with a couple things. I don't really want to spoil anything for people that want to go see it, but, um, cause you could infer that how that functions equals the rest of the movies. Um, based off mm-hmm. of a couple conversations the characters have. Uh, but the animation was fantastic. The voice acting was amazing. I want to see it in English, too, because I heard that the English performances were really good. But I we went and saw it in Japanese. Um, the score was beautiful. Just every, everything about it was perfect. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've been reading a lot of My Hero Academia recently. I've also been reading Jujutsu Kaisen and watching Jujutsu Kaisen as that's been coming out. Um, which has been really emotional for the last uh, couple weeks. But um, to get kind of real for a second, uh, I've had a couple absences recently. Um, and our one of our family dogs, uh, she was almost 10 years old and had a lot of health problems. And so we had to put her down. And so that's why I was gone the last two weeks. But um, good news, she's not in pain anymore. And that's what matters. So sorry, I've been gone, everybody. I'm glad to be back, but just had to had to deal with some not so fun stuff. But, you know, that's OK. Life happens. Uh, Tito, what have you been doing outside of Hearthstone? So this Friday, we took my kids and my grandkid and everything. We went to see the Polar Express at the movie theater where you dine in. And we've done that a few years. The kids get a golden ticket. Every year it just gets worse the amount of effort they put into it. Like they tur- if you're familiar with the movie, they put the lights up and then they give everybody hot chocolate. Now they're only giving hot chocolate to some of the kids. And more importantly, we bought tickets that said um cookies and milk part of this and hot chocolate and they were a certain price. We had we had food and everything and we paid the bill. For the bill, even though we bought the tickets at that price, they charged us like six dollars each for the this like little carton of milk and like three cookies in a box 
And I cannot tell you how, like, we're never doing that again because it's it was bad advertising. It was deceptive and it so wasn't worth it. I love that the kids had a good time, but man, that just that was just so annoying. Outside of that, work's been fine. Um, I'm doing working on commercials for things that are like internal commercials. So I was able to, I think I've mentioned this a little before, use a little of the stuff that I've done in content creation to have ideas. And, and I was even, I even mocked up a couple things and got them over to people to see. And I was able to use, you know, green screens and editing and stuff. And uh, it's nice to see my hobbies actually making it into work a little bit. But outside of that, not a whole lot. It's wet and rainy, warm. And I'm just looking forward to getting through the Christmas season, having the nice times with the family, and then moving on to just normal times again where you do normal things. So I have so I want to go over a little bit of the news. I don't want to go over everything, but there's a new shop. And I personally have think I kind of was waiting for this to be in the Hearthstone 2 client whenever we got that. And maybe this is like our first step towards that. What are your guys' thoughts on the shop? Uh, Pocky, how about you go first? I think it's a great, you know, update. I think anytime they're they're updating the client like that, uh, it's a, you know, it it bodes well kind of for the the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds silly sometimes to be like, oh, well, like, you know, I mean, <laughs> like, you don't want to come off as a shill, but like, you know, the game needs to make money for them to continue to support it. So having the shop be a more, you know, satisfactory experiences is is a nice thing for sure um i i know like you know it's it's not focused around battleground stuff but i know like for a long time i was complaining about like there were like battlegrounds bundles that would come into the shop and i i would just never see them and you know like so it's like well no wonder you know (laughs) like no one no one cares about the cosmetics but like People don't even know. I'm like, I've been in this game all the time. I have no idea that this thing came out or anything like that. So um, I, I think the shop updates are, are good. Uh, I'd be, you know, super open to more more of the client updates, too. So um, well, actually, that brings up a question that's on the horizon. That brings up a question I wanted to ask you. So we've we have now we have the Battlegrounds Pass, which has been there for uh, probably a year now or more. Right. And it has. Oh, more, yeah, for sure. And it has the uh, portraits on it and the emotes and all that. And I know they're trying to kind of figure out a way to monetize Battlegrounds, and I think they've done a good job. Is is the luster of getting new portraits and new emotes and new finishers or whatever they're called, uh, has that worn off? Like, do you still see these heroes come in for skins and say oh i really like that one and you still buy it or has has the initial kind of wave of the excitement of having different heroes kind of worn off um i i would say that for for the people like there's a lot of skins now so um they did make a change semi recently where you can choose multiple favorites for things and it will kind of do a shuffle um so so you can use more than one skin because one of the issues that was coming up was you know, you you have your favorite skin for a hero, and if if one didn't supplant it as your favorite, it was irrelevant because you would never see it. Right. Um. So so they kind of addressed that. Uh. 
some people just aren't into cosmetics. So I think that's, that's part of it. Um, but my, my own personal opinion is I, I like having, um, fun skins, you know, like it's, it's not like something I'm, I'm like crazy into. I'm not like, Oh, I need to, you know, have every single one, you know, or anything like that. Um, but you know, if you get a cool one, it's like, Oh, cool. This one, I like this one. I'll, I'll change to it. You know, like it's pretty, pretty low key. Um, I do wish in terms, you know, you kind of talked about the lust or excitement. I think, um, the battle pass, you know, I, I play, um, Fortnite, uh, with, with my sister sometimes. And I think they're like probably the best kind of live service game. Like they're just so good at, at keeping things updated, keeping people engaged and interested in their battle pass, you know, you know, they have currency in it. They have a lot of cool skills, but you're excited, right? You're like excited to do the battle pass. And I think the biggest thing with the battlegrounds, um, pass is that people just aren't, you, you, there's not like, um, uh, there's not that dopamine hit, you know, where you're like, Oh, I earned the, like, you know, like the quest you kind of just ignore cause they happen and you don't want to make them too hard. Like I understand that. But it really it it doesn't feel like an achievement or or anything like that. So if I was gonna say that there's anything to improve in that regard, that would be like you know in terms of like monetization for battlegrounds. I think making the the battle pass more engaging, um, for for players, yeah, would be the the number one thing. And even I mean, playing standard and in, in the 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 passes for that um, each expansion, you know, I thought those were were much better about it. Yeah. Um. Not not perfect by any means, but you know, like the rewards were were a little bit more exciting. Um. Generally, uh, you know, the coin is a is a cool reward every time. Um. So you know, even if we got closer to what what standards got, I would I would be happy. Fair enough. Um. Do you have any other thoughts that you would want to change on that battle pass? Like any other suggestions for Team Five? That like this is something you could do the battle pass that would make it better. Like I said, I just just like treating, <laughs> you know, like even the redeeming is so like go through click like it's just like a pain. Mm-hmm. Like I I feel like I don't have a perfect solution. I like I mean clicking and claiming is is uh, that is standard, but like you know maybe make an animation for this more exciting or something. Like I don't know. But just like to make it feel, you know, I yeah, just to capture that excitement. I mean, the skins sometimes are are cool. Sometimes they're they're lackluster. I think, you know, they're, they're the the passes are themed. So this one is like a western kind of you know badlands theme, right? Um, which is great. Uh, but you know, some people that's not like their their vibe or style, and some some of the other ones, right? been like music themed or you know there's there's ones that are just you know more or less likely to to vibe and i i kind of like the idea of the themes but it also makes it feel like if there's one that you don't vibe with you're just like particularly uninterested for a whole season in that pass so if you had a little bit more variety to cover you know different people's Flavors, which I like. I said it's hard, right? Because everyone does have their own individual tastes, but that's fair. Um, maybe that would help as well. What I think would be cool is if they had the legendary bartenders. Like you have the legendary um, 
heroes now that have oh, yeah. animated. So have a legendary bartender, but to make it special, they should talk back and forth with your hero. So instead of just Bob saying things, uh, they can have a conversation or something. Like Bob can say, hey, you're you're doing really good there. And someone, you know, if they're evil, like, yeah, keep talking, buddy, or whatever. Just some kind of, like, way to make that a little more interesting. I think that could be fun. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, the bartenders and, and the boards are things that I think are are even better, like, and in, in probably should be used more um, because they can be in, like, all of your games, you know? Yep. Uh, so, Doc, what are your thoughts on the new shop and how about all the battlegrounds stuff we just talked about? Uh, yeah. So I think any time that the team is able to optimize and make, like Pocky said, make things more satisfactory and appealing to like going through and looking at them is a big, big win. Um, and with how they do stuff, like sometimes a change is a test for a future change. So who knows, maybe it's possible that the change to the shop is going to correlate to some other future change they're going to do in another part of the game. Um, Because that's how things kind of have worked in the past with some of the things that they've been testing. Um, And yeah, I mean, I feel like the cosmetics is kind of an issue. Like not everyone is super engaged in Hearthstone cosmetics. Like, yeah, like it's cool to get like specific hero portraits and everything. But a game like Fortnite, I feel like has so many more home runs when it comes to cosmetics than Hearthstone does. Granted, Fortnite also goes outside their universe of game and get cosmetics through there. But that's something that Blizzard has said that they theoretically could be interested in in surveys in the past. Like I had a survey about that. Um. And, you know, like, I wouldn't be upset about it, but I understand, like, Hearthstone purists that want Hearthstone to remain, like, it's special, it's special little place because it is a special game. Uh, But they need to continue to make money to support this game that we all love. And I personally am okay with them doing that in any non-predatory way. Like, I feel like their monetization where it's at is in a pretty good spot overall. And if there was more engaging things for players to actually like desire to get and like have like a battle pass that was like more like with maybe specific quests or a specific quest change that were difficult, that would equal you being able to get a very special cosmetic. That's difficult to get rather than just make sure you jam 300 games of battlegrounds and you'll get it eventually. Um, I mean, overall, I think that the changes are good. Yeah, a lot of people complain when there are some things, cosmetics gate kept. Like they apparently there's a heroic tavern brawl coming out pretty soon, and there's no cosmetic hero portrait for getting twelve wins. And a lot of people complain because they want to collect them all. But to me, I think that's silly. I think that there should be things that you can earn that says, hey. I have accomplished this and very few people have. There are mounts in Warcraft. There's uh, even when you first get your legend card back, how often like you have that legend card back for you probably wear use it for the first year, right? Before you change it. So, I mean, there, there's, yeah. I think it's okay to have things that say I earned this in a game that is purely cosmetic. And I'm kind of sad that they have to kind of steer away from that because the uh, community isn't too keen on it. At least some of the vocal minority well so at least i mean so i agree with you i think that is a like 
there should be things that are achievements that you can flex with the uh, heroic brawl. It, it There is such a big barrier to entry in how much it costs to get in on top of the skill differential that it would take to get that. Um, so if it was like a free thing and it was like, yeah, if you do this free thing and you do it perfectly, you get this. I feel like that would be better to have an exclusive versus something else. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think the team knows what they're doing and I generally agree with all the changes that they've, they've been doing. Um, yeah, Hearthstone still a fantastic game, still very fun game. The developers love this game so much and want it to be a game that we all continue to enjoy. And 10 year anniversary is coming up here pretty soon. So. Oh yeah. And that's probably going to be, that might even involve like the announcement for the rotation where it's the 10th year. I'm sure that something's going to change or something's going to be exciting or something's going to be uh, very exciting. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I was going to talk about the nerfs and buffs a little bit, but I don't think either. I know Pocky, you said you don't play standard really. And doc, I think you said you haven't really been playing much either. So, I mean, I looked at the, I looked at the patch notes. Um, but like what they, what they said is that these were high confidence changes mm-hmm. So they like they overall like where the meta is at, right? And so they didn't want to shake it up by doing some crazy buff or some crazy nerf. And so they just touched a couple cards that their play patterns were a little bit unhealthy. And it's just to make worlds a a more enjoyable experience for the participants and for the viewers. So yeah. I I think that the nerfs and the buffs were were fine. I think the nerfs were fine. Uh, I think there could have been a lot more, but it's it's it is what it is. I get what they're doing, and I don't think the buffs have been relevant at all. I don't think I've seen one buff card played outside of a very rare. So every once in a while, I run into a taunt warrior, and depending on the deck you're playing, you either stomp it or you don't. So, uh, so I have another thing I want to talk about, and this is a little outside of Hearthstone. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a snap invitational or there is a snap invitational coming up and out of the 16 competitors, only one was a woman. And I don't know uh, if there was any uh, uh, minorities represented as well. Um, I, I don't know either way, but there's a lot of again, we go through this every single time it comes up, but there's a lot of people complaining and saying, hey, that's that's fine. It's if they're they're taking the top sixteen players or whatever it might be, and then there's the other side of it's an invitational. You can still invite very competitive women and minorities to represent everybody, and still have a competitive uh, invitational. So, I personally think that uh, second dinner here is kind of dropping the ball, especially since some of that team have already lived through this with Hearthstone when we've already had these kind of problems in the past. So I, 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 I think that they really need to uh, take a look at these things. And I think with most of these invitationals, I think that's a great opportunity to just show your game off and, and show how diverse it can be. What are your guys thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I saw that. So I actually, I, I don't play snap anymore. Uh, I've dabbled in it a few times, but um uh, Nina's noob is, is the one woman who Correct. was originally invited oh, did she drop? and, um, we're, we're, we're good friends. No, oh. no, 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 <laughs> no. She, they, they actually added, um, some more, some other, other creators, uh, 
dropped out to make space and they, they added um, some more invites uh, that did help with the diversity, but um, I, I know it's tough. Um, a, a lot of my, you know, friends in the content creation space are, you know, diverse in one way or another um, from the typical, you know, gaming demographic, you might say. Yep. Um, but I, I've always kind of, um, I, I didn't even like that. Right. Because like you, you say, like you say things like that and it, it's, it's actually not true. Right. Like saying the typical gaming demographic is, it, it's, it's, yep. it's what people think it is. Correct. But like, you know, talking about Fortnite, like I play Fortnite with my sister, like she, like, you know, like she's, she's not white. She's, you know, I mean, she's young. But like, you know, and she's a woman, like, you know, all these things like it's it's gatekeepy to say that, oh, well, you know, so and so the like a, a lot of the responses to the tweet were we're talking about things like and, we, and we've seen this in Hearthstone, too, right? That, oh, well, it's pro, it's just I mean, it's proportionate to what the creators are and it misses the point that having representation that you can see visible um, is how you get to something more equitable, like more, more diverse because the reason that you don't have as many creators is because of these situations where people are saying, well, Oh, they're not one of us or something like that. Right. They're not, you know, like what, it's like crazy to me where like imagine like someone said, Oh, well, well, you know, girls can't have fun playing a board game. <laughs> like, huh? What? Like it's a yeah. game. Like everyone can have fun. Like it's just the whole point. The whole reason that we're playing is to have fun, to, to enjoy it and how you enjoy it, whether that's being competitive or it's a, you know, playing some crazy deck or board or whatever it is, right? It it's just to have fun. How are you telling people like, oh, well, this this kind of person would have fun with it? Like, you know, if if someone enjoys watching the NBA, if someone enjoys driving cars or horses, well, it doesn't matter. Who, who, why does it matter who you are if you enjoy it? And so, you know, I think the important thing is that you know, these, you know, whoever's in charge of like doing these invitations and stuff really has to understand that to, to grow your game, you're not trying to grow it in a limited community, right? You're, you're trying to expand it everywhere to everyone, mm -hmm. right? If, if you have a good game, it's going to be enjoyed by everyone because that's the whole point. And so, you know, I'm glad that they're they're making some changes, but it, it is disappointing that you see that it's like, how are we not past this yet? I mean, we dealt with the same thing in Battlegrounds years ago, and there were other creators that basically did the same thing, and, and they took it upon themselves to step down and say, hey, Blizzard, Hearts, can you invite just like a more, you know, a better, a, a more diverse group? Because you have the ability to do that. It's invites. It's not, you know, yep. you know if, you, if it's something where like everyone's like getting there and, and it just happens that 
you know, it it's a certain group that can't do anything about it. But with invitationals, you have the power to influence to make a diverse group of people. And it matters. It really does matter. As someone that that, you know, I'm I'm half Asian, half Chinese. It, you know, I, like not to say that my experiences are better or worse, but like I know firsthand what it feels like to see people or be acknowledged as, you know, a minority or 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 not be acknowledged as a minority. And it makes a difference when you see someone like you and you're like, I could do that. I, that could be me. Nothing stops that from being me. Whereas if you see something and you see, you know, a situation where the tournament, you know, oh, they only invite men. Well, only men are like, it's, it's discouraging. It, it, it feels bad. And it matters not just to, you know, the other creators in in that, you know, whether it's Snap or Hearthstone or any, you know, space, not even just gaming, you know, of uh, it matters to the creators, but it matters to the community too. It it, it absolutely matters. And and so it, it blows my mind when the these groups it's like ah, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to me that that it's still an issue. Um so yeah. Yeah, I did see it. I, I'm sorry to go on a, 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 no, you're a, a fine. super long rant about it, but um yeah, I saw all the stuff, I follow it. Like like I said, Nina's close friend. Um I met Eggs at TwitchCon. Like I, it's just it, it it's it's crazy that it's still an issue and I, I really hope that it it's I I just, you know, improved in the future. It's mind-boggling that there's still tournament organizers that don't ha- that can't read the room and haven't seen this happen every single time somebody does an invitational like this that they don't just course correct right from the beginning and say let's make sure we do this right. Doc, what are your thoughts? You you know, it's not hard to look at a list of people which probably also has like their picture and their name on it. And be like, huh, we have a huge number of people that are relatively from the same region. Let's change it up. Like, it's like if you were to play like Scrabble and all the letters are in a bag, right? You don't stick your hand in and grab only the letter A, but like six of them. Like, you're going to (laughs) get consonants. You're going to get Q. You're going to get X. Like, you're going to get a mix. Like, it's not it's not hard. And the fact that they make it seem like it's this insurmountable task to just make that the default of just having a good mix of people that represent your game. Like, you have to look at like they have to like look at the content creators. They have to look at their streams. They have to know their like people that are making the content. It's not hard to make their group of people diverse. Right. Like it feel it feels like it takes more energy to do it the way that they've done it than to do it the way they should do it. But I can't express it any better than Pocky did. So I'm done. (laughs) And fair enough. And. okay, so we're going to transition off of that. Now, we've had Pocky on the show a couple times now. In fact, we had a double episode with him and really appreciate that back in the day. Uh, But while we've already interviewed him. I figured we want to lo- learn, get a little bit more 
knowledge about who Pocky is and what he likes and doesn't like. So, Doc, why don't we uh, continue our interview point two with Pocky? <laughs> yeah. Um. So you've been playing uh, other auto battlers, Pocky. Um, yeah. Which ones have you been playing and why is the backpack game so popular? <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, one of them has been, has been backpack battles. Yep. I, uh, I started playing it. So I, um, I'll give credit, uh, sun glitters and coffee started playing it before me. Um, but I started playing it and I got addicted and I'd be lying if I didn't start telling everyone to play it. Um, <laughs> I really tried to get people to play it because it is addicting. It's a very fun game. Um, it's the easiest way to describe it is if you combined your Diablo inventory management with super auto pets and you really had to optimize, like place in your, your items in your, <laughs> in your bag. Um, it sounds silly, but because it's asynchronous matchmaking, like Super Auto Pets, you can really, like, you can min-max as much as you want, right? Like, if you're like, this is good, close enough, I'm I'm fine, like, you can do that. If you want to spend 20 minutes on a turn, you can do that. It's all good. You can, like, you can really enjoy the game at your own pace and, and try as as much as you want. Um it's a really fun game. Uh, it's 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 still in development. It's not like fully complete yet or anything. Um, uh, but it was it, it was interesting to play. I haven't been playing it as much the past few weeks, but um, it's 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 a really great game. I, I recommend people try it. It's a really small dev team. I think they have two devs. Um, so you know if if you're if you're try if you want to just try something new. Uh, might as well try that. It's free on Steam, so I haven't I get nothing from promoting them. It's just a fun game um, to play for a little bit, and then I've I've been playing the new set of TFT as well. Yes, um, so <laughs> very good. The, the 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 set ten of of Team Fight Tactics. If if people don't know what TFT is, has been really good. I, I it <laughs> it's kind of interesting that like Super Auto Pets is like the the simple version. Like Battlegrounds is kind of in the middle of like auto battle or complexity. And then TFT is like, if you really want to like dive deep and get into all these complex interactions and like, it's a difficult game, yeah. but it is, uh, fulfilling when you, when it like clicks or, or when you make something really cool happen. And so I've been playing quite a bit of TFT. I'm, I'm hoping I hit master for the first time last set and I'm hoping to get there again. Uh, for set 10. So then I, then I can say I've hit, you know, master on, on backpack battles, TFT. And I don't know, whatever, you know, whatever you want to, I've, I've, I've achieved, you know, a good rank in, in BG. I, I got to, you know, rank two at the beginning of the season last year. I've been like rank 11 in the meat of seasons and front page on EU and NA. So I feel like I, I whatever, they don't have master in BGs, but I feel like I achieved that. So yeah. I just want to, you know, that competitive drive in me is 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 pushing me. I like the way you were talking about that. The backpack game is it sounds like a great game for streamers because if if you can just sit there and talk and chat about it and min max with your with your <laughs> it's chat great. It's and great. 
And it's it's not if you need to go to the bathroom, you can do that. And it's not this big panic. So, that, I mean, that sounds great. Oh, it's so yeah, it's so good. Mm hmm. So when you aren't playing Auto Battlers Pocky, what kind of games do you uh, play or enjoy? Oh, a lot. Um, I I like fun stuff, you know, like, I'm, you know, like I said, you know, just there to enjoy it. I, I like I said, I play uh, Fortnite with my sister a lot. Um, I've been meaning to I, I was playing it when it came out for a while. I was addicted. I, it won like game of the year, Baldur's Gate 3 fantastic yep. game i need to to get back and finish i got to act three and then kind of i heard it was buggy so i was waiting and i had just been distracted with other stuff but i need to get back into that um and then whatever whatever else comes around you know like pokemon and zelda games are, are great um you know kind of cl- cl- classics right uh i random 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 game the suica game which is like the game where you like it's like do you guys remember um 2048 yes you like yes. the two like yep. you try to get the numbers and i've you know it's like that with fruit and like you try to match fruits in a in like a cup or a jar or something <laughs> it's on the switch it's like three dollars and it is a fun game it okay. sounds silly but it's a fun game it, like you can you can go find it on like a twitch stream and you'll like you're like surprised that you're like sitting there watching this person just drop fruits in a cup. And you're like, how have I been watching this for an hour? <laughs> Excuse me. This is not okay. But you're like, it's just, it's just kind of, it's, you know, it's a chill, relaxing game. So I've been playing that a little bit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, quite the range. Uh, in BGs, uh, do you have like a very favorite hero that you pick every time they're offered? Panda. Nice. Every time, every time I have a hundred percent pick rate. I like, <laughs> I've, I've never not picked it. it yeah, like if you go on HS replay, hundred percent pick rate. I don't think anyone that plays at, at a high level has a hundred pick rate on any hero that's been out for any like long period of time. I will always take Panda. I don't care if it's a good meta a bad. I always take it. I'll take it over a new hero. I'll take it over the best hero Panda. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so is there one that you hate to play or play against the most? Uh, I'm so, so <laughs> accepting the Panda thing. Normally I'm not good with favorites. So most is tough, but I really dislike bear of, I, 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 I like playing as bear of it. It's good. I, I just, I don't like thinking that much. To be honest, I just don't like thinking that much. It's frustrating when you, you know, I don't want to say like, yeah, I'm decent at the game. So I can think through all these scenarios and stuff. And I'm like, this person should win. Like, they, like everything says this is the right bet. And then they don't win. And you're like, what the heck? Like, oh, I just like lose money. And like, I get nothing. You're just, it's, it's going to be so tilting and frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I I'm so I'll throw that one. And it's funny because it was bugging the game. It just came back in this latest patch. And I'm like, why? Why? It was so good when it wasn't in. I, I had no problem <laughs> with it being gone. <laughs> you want him to live where Tyrion lives. Yeah. 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 Man, <laughs> I forgot about Tyrion. 
People, people really liked Tyrion. Yeah. It was fun to run um, neutral comp. Yeah, yeah. I, I, people have been like, oh, if it came back now, do you think it would still be broken? Because it was, it was broken when it came out, but it's just like, the game has, has like power crept so far that it's like, no, it would be terrible yeah. if it came back now. But I do wonder if they would ever reintroduce it or, or some of the other, uh, the the retired heroes because now now they don't really retire heroes because they they come out with skins and stuff for them um you know it used to be a thing where they would you know there's there's like eight or ten retired heroes that from the beginning of the game that people don't even remember you know unless you've been playing and like really played even back then like you don't remember like giant finn Bartendotron was one of the Bartendotron was was just worse than Omu, and I know that one's never going to come back because they made it a bartender instead. (laughs) (laughs) And but yeah, Uh, so do do you have a favorite comp and a least favorite comp? So this meta is really interesting because I was telling telling someone I I think like the balance between the the different types is really good right now, like. I think everything it's not like perfectly balanced, but everything is viable, um, which is cool, except for like Murlocs are pretty hard to make work, um, which is also fine because Murlocs have been dominant for like three years. So like, OK, Murlocs aren't the greatest. Like, that's OK. Like, no problem. <laughs> so I, I don't think I really have a favorite and least favorite. I Maybe. OK, that's that's maybe not true. I do enjoy Rylike Felimental and I I play it more than anyone else I see play it. Uh and I don't I'm good at it. I don't even know how to put it. I'm good at it and I don't know how or why. Like people are like, how are you so good at how do you always get this comp? And I'm like, I don't know. I just like I, I just vibes with like how I play, I guess. But I, I really don't know. I can't explain it. and I, I'm usually good at like articulating like this is why this is good, and this is why I'm like I don't know. I don't know why I'm good at Rylike Elemental, but I I get it a lot, and and I enjoy it. So maybe maybe you can throw that. I'll, I'll say that's my my favorite. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you've done a lot of casting recently. Do you prefer casting or do you prefer playing on a high level tournament? Uh, I used to prefer playing. I I probably prefer casting now. Um. The the issue I have with playing and and it's not a real issue, but like what comes up is you like in a tournament, there's only so many games and you kinda like you you can be at the mercy of of RNG. Not to say that everything's RNG, like a good player is gonna win and I'm not the best player. I I am you know, especially compared to some of these top top players. I'm not like G for or XUN good. Like I can, I can beat them in any given game. Like I can compete with them. But like ten games, they're gonna win more than me. They just, they are, you know. Um, but it can, you know, be frustrating. But if you're casting, hundred percent of the games are exciting and fun. Like I'm always into it. In in the high level plays, I enjoy breaking it down for people. I enjoy kind of injecting my energy into the cast and stuff. So I would go with casting. I would go with casting. Okay, well, thank you. Um, so have you have you ever like pushed or desired to push again for Lobby Legends? No, I've never. I pushed for casting. I've pushed for casting it. 
Um, I would rather cast Lobby Legends. Lobby Legends is is really tough, and I just I know like I've played in um practice scrims. Like I've I've played in practice scrims for the Lobby Legends players, and that, like I've won there, but um <laughs> I I I've won because I've spent so much time uh watching Lobby Legends. Like I've probably watched more lobby legends than maybe anyone <laughs> like i've watched like pretty much all of them and I, I watch them in detail casting them and so even like some of the players i have a good understanding of the meta of lobby legends which is very tempo heavy like these they, the players play extra conservatively so i can kind of like abuse the fact that i i kind of already know the meta which I do because I'm just trying to help them practice, right? Like I want them to experience what it's going to be like. Um, but I, I don't actually think that in the tournament, like I'm not saying I wouldn't have a chance, but it's it's hard and it is a grind to push for Lobby Legends. Hitting that top four of leaderboards, like I I don't think I can do that. Like you, you really have to consistently uh, be great. Um, and I have too much fun playing Rye Like Filamental, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah. You know? Just <laughs> get distracted by the fun stuff. So speaking of Lobby Legends, what do you think Lobby Legends will look like next year in 2024? I don't know. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. We have Worlds coming up. We'll see if they announce uh, some of the new stuff for esports um, or if esports. I, I thought... This year's uh, set of Lobby Legends had the potential to be better um, than the, the the prior year, but I I I it was it ended up being disappointing. Um, they they literally did almost no promotion of mm-hmm. of the tournaments. Um, the they didn't bring in BG's experts, which um, the the casters are great. Um, you know, Saddle, like they do know the game, but it's it's a different level when you have some of these like battlegrounds pros. Yeah, they really, really know what they're doing, and so I I don't know. I don't know how much they're dedicated to making it a thing uh, or successful. And so we'll see. I would love for it to, to come back. But um, if I, you know, if I'm being honest, I, my hopes are not high for, for what lobby legends will be. Uh, I think there's so much potential in esports that it's, it's really disappointing to see how gutted it was this past year. Um, if you look at, you know, you're talking about Magic the Gathering, right? Like these like having having these like sort of bigger tournaments is what promotes people to run more grassroots events, mm-hmm. which are so big for uh, creating, you know, in fostering like the community, the competitive community, which is where you get people that are committed to your game and will stick around. And it entices other people to join because they find, you know, that group to play with every Friday, you know, or um, 
you know, like THL is like a, a big thing with that where it's, you know, yep. like it's a, it's a community and, and you become more engaged with the game and you become more committed to the game. And that's a good thing for a game. And so, you know, seeing that and seeing this year, there's been a lot less battlegrounds tournaments because of that, because people kind of look in and say, well, what's, what's the point, right? Like, what's the ultimate goal of of doing all this if if there's not a real chance for me to compete at the highest level um you know like am i practicing like i'm not practicing for something and it, it, it you lose some of that motivation and I, and i think we really saw that and saw the hit this year in standard and in battlegrounds and so i would love for it to come back but uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not super optimistic, but I, you know, can still be hopeful. It's funny. You should say kind of how tournaments seem to disappear a little bit when the, the main tournaments disappear. I always felt that way about how the standard games kind of changed and we were standards doing the same thing as battlegrounds is they, they've limited it. You have to really grind. It's the same, you know, 20 people that are working for it all the time. They know the best of the best, but there used to be a thing with Hearthstone where you could, you sitting at your chair right there, you have a chance to qualify for these tournaments. And all yep. you have to do is show Teach up to a tournament, run, hit it. Yep, the yeah, opens. Hit, hit a run of lucky, you know, you don't have to, you know, you have to be a good player, but you get the right kind of games going, you hit the right meta, and, and you have a chance to go and be one of these people going to Las Vegas or wherever to compete against the best. And, like obviously very few people do. It's always still going to be the same good players anyway, but to have that kind of dream there, that, that, that carrot that says, well, I'm playing really well. Maybe I should try to do this tournament. Maybe I can get there. That, that was such a nice part of Hearthstone. And it's so sad that that's gone. Um, so yeah, I can feel that. Yeah. I, um, one of my old teammates on Swagoy, um Animore, he won a THQ back when Tavern Hero qualifiers were a thing and then made it to the Tavern Hero tournament. And I think he he like got ninth or something. Like he got close. But like it was early Hearthstone esports was such a fun, like, okay, there's we have a Tavern Hero qualifier. It's at the Microsoft store. Like that's the one I went to because I was in Washington State. So I went to University of Washington campus to the Microsoft store, played in a Hearthstone tournament there. Like early Hearthstone esports was just so S tier in accessibility and just having a road for the normal player who has the drive to have an opportunity to try to make a name for themselves. And then now it's it's just unfortunately so hard because you have to top four leaderboards. That's it. Like that is the only way you can, you can do anything hyper competitive in Hearthstone anymore. And that it's just sad. And like a lot of people feel, I hope that this next year bodes well, it won't be perfect, but I hope it's definitely better than how this year was for Hearthstone esports. And and plus this year in the last couple of years for Hearthstone esports, you're missing the stories. Because that's what made it interesting, where you where you could follow along and hey, this person uh, rose above the competition, all that. Like, how how much story is there behind Meaty? He's a great player. Uh, he'll he 
you know, throws some bait decks out there once in a while. He grinds like no one's business and he gets there all the time. Yeah, but what's the story? We we know it we know, you know? So I don't know. I, I, I hope they I hope that I, I think we're not gonna see much next year, but I'm hoping that a year Microsoft um takes over and they evaluate and, and they re reinstitute some of the things that made Hearthstone just awesome and in all the games, in fact. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So Pocky, you said that you weren't able to go to BlizzCon and that you're excited for duos. Um, how much duos content were you able to watch? Did you get to see all the new heroes? I did not. I, I did not. I was like, I didn't watch a ton of the uh, the, the BlizzCon content uh, streams. Um, so I, I didn't get to see all the new heroes. I think duos will be interesting. Um, I'm a little concerned... And we'll, I mean, we'll see, but I'm a little concerned with what the support in the longer term will look like. It'll be it'll be interesting because obviously balance is going to be extraordinarily hard. And I think what end up happening is it'll end up being more of like a casual mode that you, you play with friends. And if you're worried about like, you know, rank too much, it, it probably won't be fun for you. Just, you know, it, like there will probably be some balance stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's gonna it'll be hard for the dev team to to tune that completely, but yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see. All right. Well, the reason why we have Pocky on is obviously to talk battlegrounds, which we have, and um, but we're more more specifically bringing him to talk about spells in the tavern. So before we get to that, we've had several different iterations of battlegrounds now, but where they've mixed things up. We've had you know the basic vanilla Hearthstone. I mean uh, battlegrounds. We've had tickets, we've had buddies, we've had quests, anomalies, um, oh, Diablo, and now we have spells. Uh, <laughs> do you have a favorite mm-hmm. and a least favorite out of these? I, it sounded like you were getting a little sour on anomalies. I know we have friends like Howard Moon that can't stand buddies. I, everyone has their, their feelings on these things. Where, where are your feelings on these? Um, Favorite? Well, least favorite? Interestingly, I hated the first iteration of buddies that that might be my least favorite the second iteration of buddies i liked quite a lot i don't know if i'd say it was my favorite but it was a lot like night and day from the first iteration of buddies so it's kind of cool to see how that iteration really improved things um there uh besides original buddies anomalies might be my least favorite and like i said i was really into the idea and concept of them but in practice a lot of them changed the game a, a little bit too much and made like the power creep in and like you know power level of different things like a bit too high for for the game to be fun for me where it was just like you're kind of just playing around damage cap a lot because like you you either win really hard and will do 15 to someone or you'll lose and and take 15 because like it's just such an aberration of of uh power level on different people's boards so um yeah i i didn't like that i thought quests were great um tickets were fun like originally i i don't know if they'd be as exciting now because after we've we've exchanged some of the other um stuff but uh spells have been fantastic. We're only, you know, like a, a weekish in, but they've been really, really good. 
Uh, I, I love their design. I, 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 they're not perfect. Don't get me wrong. They're like, there's, there's definitely some balance issues, but they feel like they're in a really good spot and they feel like they're making battlegrounds like a more dynamic game. And I don't think that, um, you know, I don't know. They, they didn't say anything, but I I feel like spells are going to be like a permanent change as opposed to like an event mechanic, which I think is interesting. Like, you know, obviously it's, that's a pretty big, you know, change, right? Like it, that's a permanent change to the game is, is, is a lot harder to, to say that's good or bad, but so far it's been good. And if they, they keep up the, the balance and, and don't do anything too crazy with the spells, which so far it doesn't seem like anything is crazy, crazy out of hand. Um, I, I think it's just going to be a positive change for Battlegrounds going forward. Okay, so we are more of a standard podcast than a Battlegrounds podcast, although we do obviously delve into them from time to time. So for our listeners that maybe haven't played Battlegrounds in a while, how would you describe spells in the... What's the elevator pitch? Yeah, I mean, spells are... are They're just in the tavern, like you said, so... Normally you see your minions in the shop. Um, now you'll see those same minions, but also a spell. Um, it'll be one spell per shop unless um, there's there's some modifiers that can change that. There's some spells that can give you all spells in your shop. Um, but yeah, so you'll see one spell per shop. They have their individual costs, so they don't all cost three. So that's another way that they can sort of balance them. And it's really cool because um, they they make it so you can sort of flex around your your curve and and you can float, uh, you know, gold in different ways or not or not float I should say where you can use your gold in different ways so that you know previously on certain turns you know you might have a hero power where you want to use it and you have a gold left over you have two gold left over and, you know something just doesn't make sense and now there's a a chance that you got a spell that can kind of fill that gap and. So that's the really cool thing. It doesn't modify the game in a huge way. It just gives you another option. And that's the really cool part that I've been enjoying so far is that it gives you more options, which gives you, you know, some people have been saying like, oh, wow, this meta is like really hard to play. And it is because there are more options. But as you, you know, it's 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 not that hard to play in that like those options can be very simple if you don't you know, you know, get too flustered by it, right? Where it's like, oh, I have two extra gold. I'll just buy this two gold spell. I have two extra gold and I don't want to buy this spell. I'll just roll and hopefully I'll hit a one gold spell. Like, you know, it, it is a little bit that simple. So um, don't get intimidated, you know, just like, it, you know, it, it's a little bit more reading, but they gave us extra time every turn. So you can uh, you can read the new spells and have a little bit more time. So I, I highly recommend trying it out if you haven't played BGs in a while. So so you touched on this a little bit, but if if you if you've been playing Battlegrounds for any length of time, um, I mean, there's the curve sheet out there. There are certain curves we play depending on the heroes that you choose. There's a Rafam curve. There's a Jeef curve. There's all kinds of curves. How much does that change now with spells? Because now we have these little in gaps to. You know, instead of having to like that five mana turn can be really interesting now that you have can get a minion and a two spell. And and how much does it change the way we curve and level now? Uh, I think it's changed it um, both a lot and not a lot. Uh, So one thing as like as a a coach that I have 
old people is when you're trying to get better at battlegrounds previously before spells knowing your curves is great it's kind of like a baseline of understanding you know when you're going to level and what what you're going to do um but you should not be stuck to it too hard right like in standard you might have a play but then you top deck something and it changes how you're going to play cuz you're like oh wait now i have this option that's kind of how you should always approach battlegrounds you can have this idea of like what you want to do but you should keep an open mind you know of when you're deviating from that and so curves are really all just these general structures of when to level and how to spend your gold and so that all is the same of you you probably want to generally level on turn two you always don't want to float gold unless there's a purpose now there's a few cards that you you know float gold for in effect but aside from that you want to use your gold and so all that stuff is sort of the same and spells actually smooth out a lot of curves but you have to not be too stuck on oh well i need to do this right there's still certain benchmarks like you probably want to level to two on turn two but like sometimes you don't you probably want to level to tier four on like around turn six but sometimes you don't right just depending on what spells are there and just you know in the interim just use your gold efficiently right like make your board as strong as possible with the minions in the shop with the spells in the shop um you know if that's using five gold to buy three gold minion and a two gold spell like perfect you've done it um and it's really nice because you know like what i've found is in the past there there were a lot of hero balance issues where it's like this hero's curve didn't make much sense right like it's it's a cool hero power but their early game is just really tough because like you don't you're you lack money sometimes like that's a big thing right like it does it's not an econ hero or something so your early game is really tough now the spells kind of smooth it out for all heroes that like because everything is so much more flexible with these one and two gold spells especially early um or even the the spell like the spell that costs health right but you get a gold that can like help smooth it out for so many heroes and so i think the the dev team did a really good job on on making it so it, it smooths out these curves for everyone so you you have a much better game where you don't need to memorize like okay this hero i do this curve and like i have to do this to make all this happen like it's a lot more flexible now which which will be difficult for some people but it, it's uh, a lot more even and in you know in the long run there's a lot more a lot more possibilities all right so there's a lot of spells now. I think um, some are probably, and that's probably one of the things they're going to be able to do. There, there's tiers of spells where you know tier one, tier two, tier three, just like anything else. Uh, what spells mm-hmm. do you think are like the the best spells that people should be kind of aiming for? I'm sure it varies from you know each battleground depending what you're doing. But what are the best ones, and what are some of the ones that people tend to overvalue early on? Well, some of the strong ones like early game are are the ones where you can like get a minion for two gold because of you know how it smooths things out so again like using that five five gold turn as an example um you know you 
usually the issue was, well, if I don't get a token, I can't buy two minions on that turn. So it's, I'm unlucky if I don't get a token. Now, if you get that one of those two gold spells, you can have your three minions on board, and, and that's a great, great thing. Um, so those are all strong. I think in the mid game, the the stats uh, spells are strong, particularly the uh, I don't remember the exact name. It's the one that gives you a three two buff to all minions of that that share a type with that minion that you targeted on, and so it's really strong on dual type minions because um, it it will impact both. You can buff things in the shop if you are playing like a demon to consume. Um, and it's a lot of value on board, and that can help you have that tempo to level. And then on the higher tiers, there's a lot of strong spells. But what's really cool about them is that most of them are very strong situationally. So they're not always going to be strong, and so that's how they kind of get their balance where, okay, you might not always want it, but you know the right one at the right time can be great. And the one that I'll highlight that I think is is fun and, and, and interesting to think about because you can think about it from the beginning of the game is the one that allows you to change your hero power. So obviously that's a really big thing is that, you know, there's some heroes say patchwork or AFK, like you get an effect right at the beginning, but then you're playing without a hero power. Well, now once you get to tier five, if you do hit that spell, which isn't a guarantee, but if you do hit that spell, it gives you the ability to swap out and get a hero power that will provide you more value. Um, and that goes for a lot of different heroes. There's there's Reno and Craig where you have like these one-time use hero powers. There's some like Chen Vol or Omu where, you know, you level really quickly and then you don't have anything else to do with your hero power so you can swap those out. Or sometimes it's just a matter of, this isn't working out. <laughs> I need something else. I need a desperation play to, to get something. Maybe I'll hit a Lich King hero power to get reborn. Maybe I'll hit that Reno hero power as my swap and I can quit gold in something later where, you know, a lot of times Reno struggles early game where you're like, I don't want to, I'm not going to use a hero power, my hero power on a two, two drop. Um, but now, you know, if you hit it later, you're using it on a five or six drop that can have a lot of impact and that. That's really cool. So I think the, the spells are, you know, like I said, maybe not perfectly balanced. Maybe that, that three, two buff is a little bit strong, but um, it's all about, just kind of recognizing your situation uh, of what will be strong and how the gold works out. Um, and they all can be pretty impactful based on their tier. So, you know, like the, th the, the, the banana is probably not the best, you know, late game for <laughs> two, 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 but um, you know, some of those tier sixes and stuff, uh, you know, are, are really strong and, and appropriately. So there, there's not even tokens anymore. Are there, are there any, I mean, I know you can get some cycle ones where you like, you sell tad, you get a, murloc but are there any token generators there's there's yeah there's no summon summon tokens um but that that kind of just came to mean like anything you can get an extra gold out of so primarily uh shell collector the naga um Selemental, the elemental and then sousy busker the pirate that you you would hold a turn so that you could have six gold but that's been getting a lot of different use now mm. with spells so that one it gives you that gold which is really uh useful but you're not always holding it to uh to play on turn two anymore sometimes you'll you'll play it to get that extra gold uh on turn turn two instead of turn three one thing i just thought about because i i hadn't thought about this until you you were just talking about some of the, some some of the things there are a certain amount of minions per like 
you get what 12 of the same kind of minion onto your one or whatever like that and we all all the people share mm-hmm. that same pool so if someone has all the if all the one type of minion are gone you're not going to see it in the shop how does that work with spells spells are very interesting so i actually tweeted about this and in, in uh mitchell loan the the lead dev um lead designer for better guns talked about it there is a pool for spells but spells are only out of the pool in someone's shop if you generate them they're immediately returned to the pool and if you buy one it's immediately returned to the pool so you won't have that issue where you're just not finding certain spells because they're all out of the pool um because generally there's only going to be about seven out of the pool at any given time out of like almost 300 total i think it's 299 spells in the pool um so if seven are like it's a pretty small number that you're looking at that are missing um and those can be you know any varying ones based on uh what tiers everyone else is on and you know there's some plus or minuses on that like like i said there's uh lay and lubber that makes it so more spells show up in your shop and some spells that, that show up but you know maybe someone's bought one too so uh, it's it's not really something you have to worry about. Um, it if if you are interested in the appearance rate of different spells, uh, it's I don't have it offhand. I know tier fours are the most common. Uh, once you're on like tier six and like once you add tier four, those are going to be the ones that show up the most. Um, and then tier ones and sixes are the least common in terms of the pool. But if you want to see the rates, check out my Twitter hashtag. You know, plug <laughs> hashtag ad. But um. Yeah, for the most part, it's not something you have to worry about because, you know, they'll just show up and you you just kind of play into it. All right, fair enough. Now, one thing that we haven't really talked about much, every, the spells are all exciting. There's always new minions coming in and other old minions leaving. And Is there any minions that have left in, in this patch that you're going to really miss? Nomi. Uh, Nomi. Aw. Nomi, Yeah. I uh, also know me, I guess. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, no, me, it was, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't in a great spot. So I, I get it. You know, you do need some rotation, but we did have a lot of like some of those OG minions leave as well. Um, we've had some, they have come back and left so many times that you're kind of like, it's, oh, it's leaving again. Okay. Mithrax, like, but, um, yeah, Zap, Zap was one of the OGs that left. Um, but no, me is the, the one, right? No, me, the homie, like, <laughs> It was fun. It was kind of a meme. It's a panda, so I gotta, I have to love it. Like, um, and I really like, especially when when I was more of a competitive player. I I really liked playing elementals before people thought they were good, and so I I used Nomi a lot. Um, and Nomi has had had times when it was very strong, but um, the new stuff is interesting. Uh, you know, change is good for the game. Um, but I, I do miss miss the panda. Are there any other? What are the new minions you like the most? What are the what are the good new minions? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I like a lot of them. Um, it's I I don't know which one I like the most. It's been fun because I think everyone, even like even Jeef and XQN, are still like everyone's in a learning phase. Like if you're like, wow, I don't go, I don't know what's going on, like. Jeev came into my stream the other day. He's like, did you create this comp? And I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. I've, I've been playing it. He's like, 
Oh, because I learned it from you. I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't because I, I just make stuff up. Like when I when I play, I just like, oh, OK, this works. Like I just make stuff up. You know, you're like, oh, it's really good. I'm like, yeah, it, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, and, you know, XQN is the same. I've talked to XQN. Like, I mean, they're like two of the players that I just like highlight as being, you know, the best. And they're just experimenting and, and figuring stuff out, too. And, and so am I. And so is basically everyone playing Battlegrounds right now. So I don't know what's the best and what's good. I think Phalanx isn't like new, new, but it's it's probably too strong. Like that, that card is, is extraordinarily strong. So if I was going to highlight something that's like really good, that, that would probably be the one that I, I would say, like, watch out for that one. Cause it might be getting nerfed soon. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> because I, I think it'll be good for balance. Right, we'll so see. you said you were a Felimental Rylak guy. Uh, what, what's the new and what's the new comp? That's your new Felimental Rylak. What, what's the new most interesting comps that have kind of emerged from the um, up and coming meta? Um, I think, uh, Phyrex, the new, is kind of like a selfless replacement. It's the tier three divine shield that gives divine shield on avenge. I think that card's a little bit sleeper. Um, and, and you can run that with undead. You can run it with like Eliza scally comps. Um, and it's, it's, it's a strong card. Um, kind of, kind of slept on. Um, I think mad matador is going to be very slept on. Um, the key is being able to buff it up. That is the new taunt that kind of reflects an yes. attack. You can untaunt it and you can buff it up if you if you have a way to buff neutrals or or maybe you keep it taunted and use it with like walking forward. But it be like the golden version basically has two divine shields that reflect damage back. It can protect it from venomous and, and that sort of stuff. Like it's it's very strong. It can deal with some stats comps. If you're lucky, it's not consistent, but people have been saying like it's trash and uh, if in the right situation, it is it is far from trash. Um, As for other comps that are like really stained out, like I think Murlocs are are weak, but everything else seems pretty viable. I've won with with basically everything. I think magnetic mechs are a little bit slow, um, but things that generate spells are very, very strong. Like the minions that generate spells are, are all quite strong. The, the four, one beast death rattle gives a minion, uh, sorry, a, a tavern spell, the dragon that gives two at the end of every turn, the avenge mech that gives one. Um, they're all, they're all quite strong. The Naga, the tier six Naga that gives one as a spellcraft discover. Um, all that stuff I would be on the, the lookout for because the spells are, really good when you get them for free. <laughs> like it's a lot of, you And with the magnetics, I know I, one thing I know people probably don't realize, or a lot of people don't realize is you can play your spells on minions in the tavern, right? Yeah. So it, it depends. Sometimes it'll say like friendly minions, but a lot of them you can play on minions in the tavern and, and buff them up. Um, if it, you know, if you want it to be buffed up before you hold it in hand, if you, you know, like sometimes you're, you're just buffing it up so it'll get, you know, eaten with like a demon comp. There's the uh, one one gold plus five five, but it's just for the turn. But it, it can be nice to use as a cycle if you're trying to like buy things for one gold or you're playing um, the the new hero where you, you get a, every third spell free. You can play it into the shop, try and eat it, and those stats will become permanent. So there's a lot of, a lot of fun things you can do if you, uh, you know, use the spells in the shop as Seems well. Seems like we'd be pretty solid on magnetic too. 
good on a magnetic, good good buffs. Um, it's it, like I said that that one that buffs uh, all of a certain type is really strong. So that's really good with the magnetics. If you can get like two magnetics in the shop, you can buff both of them before you add them to hand. Uh, you can do it with like a dual type in the shop, right? So it's like I've got demons and elementals on board. Well, that elemental in the shop is both. So if I I don't even need to buy the elemental, but if I use it, I'll buff both types on my board. So it's it's a uh, yeah, a lot of lot of flexible plays you can make. So what are some? We touched on this a little bit, but what do you think? There are some common mistakes people are making in in this with spells. Um, like I said, I think you know you don't want to be too regimented. Like you need to stay flexible. One of the reasons why I've really been enjoying the meta is it's kind of like playing Panda, where you can't really predict your next turn. Like you can to a degree, but like you have to be ready for something that like you know a different hero power. That, oh wait a second, this uh, I got to stay down this turn because this is just too good to pass up. Or oh, I was gonna buy this, but now maybe I level right. Or um, sometimes I've been finding Strike Oil, which is the uh, three cost spell that gives you extra maximum gold for the rest of the game, including like. After you're at 10, you can go to 11. Um, it's really strong if you get it early. So sometimes like my plan is like, oh, I'm going to level. And then I see that and I'm like, on turn three, I'm like, I should, I should buy that. Like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll level eventually. But they're like, this is a lot of gold throughout the game, right? Because if, you know, in seven turns, it's going to be seven more gold that you're getting. Um, so it can pay off. And in, in, yeah, so being flexible is probably the biggest thing. Not being too suck on on a certain thing i do think you do kind of still want to have an idea of what comp you're building early so like right now menagerie is not weak per se but in the mid game it's a little it's a little bit weaker if you're not taking um the advantage of synergies so if you can you do want to like kind of try to play like undead like an undead based opening earlier or dragons or something and kind of play a stronger mid game and early game with that sort of stuff uh, which also allows you to take advantage of that three cost spell um and then like from there like just recognizing like okay like i'm i am this comp like you don't need to try to pivot into another comp that, that you'll get like really weak because there is still like the damage system where you, you will just take lose two fights in in two rounds and, and then you're dead. So you got to be careful with that and, and not get like too weak trying to pivot into something else. Fair enough. Uh, I've never tried to pivot into something and died right away. So what are your thoughts <laughs> None, none of us have really but it's just something to keep in mind <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the the new heroes are they good uh are, any sh- are there any we should avoid um and how people how how should people play them um i i think they're all very playable um i would say they're all good uh doc holiday is probably the one that is toughest but only because of the her, her armor is is low at eight so you don't have a lot of health to work with, um, but it, it can be really strong because, you know, if you if you are able to get your tempo up and, and level to those higher tiers, you're getting a spell for one gold every turn, which is very strong. 
Um, I do think that they all share a common theme and it's a theme that I've been talking about over and over and over again as well as of you got to kind of be ready to flex your play, right? Snake Eyes is, you know, inconsistent in the sense that you don't know what gold you're going to roll. So you have to know if I roll this, like my play is going to be different than, you know, if I roll six gold, maybe I'm leveling and buying a unit. Whereas if I roll three, like, okay, now it's a little different. Maybe I'm just leveling. I'm not buying a unit. Maybe I'm buying an extra unit. Like there's, you, you gotta be able to flex there. Um, and, and same with, uh, I don't remember the name of the buy three spells one, but you know, like if you see a one cost spell that you're going to cycle, you know, you got to keep that in mind and it, it, it couldn't change your, your place for sure. You might roll a little bit more to try and get more value out of your free spell. Because if you get a, a three or four cost spell, you know, for free, that is probably going to be worth the roll than if you just like buy a one cost spell for free because you're not really getting that much of a benefit. So just being flexible with all of them. They're all they're all strong heroes. They're all maybe too strong. Like, um, but recommend if you haven't try them out, play them. Just keep an open mind. Just enjoy the spells that come your way because they're all. uh all about one that. thing I usually find is I will play the new heroes when they come out and usually try to get a first place because it's a lot easier before they nerf whatever things they are going to end up nerfing on those new heroes. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. One, um, before I get to your final thoughts, Pocky, one final thought I had for Doc is I think now you have to have a hundred percent take on Doc Holiday. Like every time he comes up, you have to take him. You gotta, you gotta. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, gotta stay on brand. But uh, yeah, that's definitely in the old brain that I have to remember to do. But yeah, I'd love to do uh, 100% pick rate on Doc Holiday for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, Pocky, to wrap this up, you got any final thoughts for our listeners on this new and exciting meta? No, no. I've just been having a lot of fun and I, I hope everyone tries it out um, and, and also has a lot of fun because I, I think the devs did a really good job. Um I, I tell them, you know, to their face when I'm like, hey, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> um, they know that. <laughs> but I, you know, to be able to do that, I had to give them credit where it's due. And I, I think they did a fantastic job. I think um, a lot of other, you know, Battlegrounds mains would say that this is by far the best release in terms of balance. Um that, that we've probably ever had of something new. Uh, usually something sticks out. It, the balance is not very good. It's in a very good spot. And it gives me a lot of hope for, you know, um, they're, they're going to, you know, patch some stuff in the future for sure. Um, and, but and tweak it, but you're at a very good starting foundation and uh, it's all, it's only going to get better. And let's be so. clear. You don't say this sucks. You say constructively, that I'm not happy with this because of that. You, you, you're not that guy that goes, "Hey, devs, get good noobs." And um, to be to, in fair, no, no, in no, fairness no. to them, they've done a pretty solid job throughout. Like buddies, a lot of complaints about the initial buddy system was it was very linear, it was very different. And then we had quests, and everyone's like, "Oh, we love that." Oh, and yeah. then they brought buddies back, but buddies were a lot different. And it was like they had listened to like, "Oh, this is what you liked about buddies. This is what you didn't. This is what you liked about quests. This is what you didn't." And and they iterated on it. Same thing with the next quest. Same thing with everything. So they they listen and they take our feedback as long as you're not telling them they suck. 
into consideration. Oh, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not the devs that suck. It's the uh, it's <laughs> you know, it might be a certain card I don't like or or a certain certain thing in the game. But uh, the devs do not suck by any means. They are fantastic. They they are good at taking feedback and you know, like you said, it's all about giving it constructively. You know, and saying, you know, it, it's okay to say bad things, right? But you you just need to articulate it. Why aren't you having fun with it? Why does it suck? Um, you know, because then it's actually helpful to them uh, on on fixing it. And thus far, they've done a good job about, you know, like you said, you know, improving those things when they hear this doesn't feel good, right? Like how how do we fix it? And I think you know, like you said, buddies are a premier example of that where. The first buddy meta people hated them, and then the second buddy meta people were like, "Wait, this, these these were fun! Like it was a total 180." And uh, it's it's all credit to the devs for for listening to that feedback, and and you know not taking it too harshly when people say, "Hey, this sucks." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, how about yourself, Doc? You got any final thoughts on the spell meta before we move on? Um, spells are fun. So fun. <laughs> anyway, D- Doc. A little full that was a lot of information but i think there's always room for dessert yeah and uh speaking of dessert i don't know if this was something we did last time we had you on pocky but uh what is your favorite dessert Oof. well i i mean i love a good dessert but that's a tough question um hmm. i love ice cream i i, I mean oh that's really tough Yelling pie is good I'll say, you know what I'll say? I, I just made this for for Thanksgiving. I know it's a little bit ago, but I, I just made um some peach cobbler for Thanksgiving. I love peach cobbler. Ooh, my man. One thing I do know about Pocky in desserts is he has a very specific way to eat a cupcake. <laughs> yeah, you you Oh, do you make it a sandwich? I, <laughs> I do not. I do not. Sway does that. And uh we have an ongoing uh uh, friendly, friendly banter about it. Not a raging blood feud, <laughs> no, for sure. Not, not anything too serious. But, um, yeah. No, I think you should. You know, don't desecrate your cupcake. Just eat it like it was meant to be eaten. But um, some some people don't agree with that. Some people don't agree with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm in. I'm. So I. I eat. <laughs> I eat them both ways. But I. I have started to prefer uh, making my uh, cupcakes well, a sandwich. You can go talk to Sway. She will have more sympathy for you than I will. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. Uh, listeners, uh, thank you for listening to our show. We've been doing it for over a year now. Uh, so your continued support means a lot to us. Uh, if you haven't, uh, please feel free to leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, the good, bad, the ugly. We want to make this show the best that can be for what we want it to be and for what you want it to be. So if you have anything you'd like to see in the show or any suggestions, please feel free to reach out to either Tito and I or email the show at bread and butter HS at gmail.com. And if you leave us a review, we'll read it out on the episode. So Pocky, if people want to find you on social media, where can they do that? Uh, Twitch and Twitter are the best. I'm Pocky Plays. No spaces, no underscores or anything on Twitch. And Pocky underscore plays on Twitter. Um, I'm one of those two on every other social media platform. So wherever you're at, try one of those two and you'll find me. Um, but yeah. 
and Tito. You can find me at Tito Santana HS on both Twitter and Twitch. How about yourself, Doc? Uh, yeah, so you can primarily find me on Twitter. Uh, sometimes on Twitch, I do stream, uh, but with my PC issues, uh, that's on hiatus until that gets fixed. But uh, yeah, mainly Twitter at Doc McButt. Uh, Pocky. Uh, do you have anyone you'd like to shout out today or any special project or anything you're doing that you'd want to shout out today? Uh, nothing specifically, just like, you know, if you, like I said, if you want to stop by, stopping by the stream is always great. And, um, shout out to you guys for having me on again. It's always fun. I love talking about Battlegrounds and Hearthstone with, uh, I mean, you guys, of course, but you know, anyone in the community. So it's always just a joy. And I, I hope, you know, all everyone that listens, you know, knows how much you guys put into it and, and, you know, it gives you, uh, you know, the, the credit. So, so huge shout out to you guys and, and thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, Tito. Well, Pocky, we always, uh, you know, shout out our, our guests, but especially to you this week, because, uh, we had, we had a cancellation of a guest this week and I asked you kind of last minute and you, you stepped right up to the plate. So I really appreciate that. It, it, it's huge. And doc, how about yourself? Uh, yeah. So as always, Pocky, thank you. You've you're always a pleasure to talk to. It's fun to hang out with you for as long as we can have you on the show. Um, and then I want to shout out uh, Matt at Arms, Beanut and Gator because uh, they finally did what they said they were going to do and kill me first in Commander. And it it happened. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't win. But uh, yeah, shout out to you guys. Thank you for making Commander Night so much fun. And one last thing, if, if Pocky mentioned his stream, if we, we we have most of the people we have on have do some content and we love them all and you should watch them all. Pocky is great if you want to be entertained and you want to learn. He is one of the best players I've seen on stream that not only talks through his plays and makes you a better player just by watching his stream. So um, I highly recommend you to do that. But anyway, guys, I, I think we're toast. We'll see ya. Bye-bye. See ya. Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light.